I mean, when you sit back and realize that you choose to engage in certain things, like you choose to engage with stress, you choose to engage with mess, mm-hmm. um, ooh, bars, you, you make better decisions. Put that on a t-shirt. You are now entering the Drink and Tell group chat with your hosts, Candice, Tawana, Jocelyn, Mickey, and Asia. Welcome to the group chat. We are back. It is the season finale of the first season of Drink and Tell. We made it. We made, we made it. it, y'all. We oh, did it. Whole freaking season, y'all. We did it. How y'all season. feel? First of all, let's do that. How you feel about it? Oh, about it. It. I feel, okay. I feel optimistic. Next season is gonna be awesome. It's way I am excited about we, next season. Next season, yeah. Next season is gonna be great. I think that we touched on a lot of things that resonated with a lot of people, and um, it's been fun. Get to see you guys, your faces instead of just on the phone. I, know. I am. I'm proud of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am genuinely proud of us. It took a lot to get here. Um, the star of the show was the one that was the most apprehensive, um, <laughs> and then became, and then became the breakout of the season. Yes, <laughs> baby, that glow up gonna be real season two. We're gonna get you this Weight Watchers, uh, Weight Watchers hair gonna be season. popping, beat face, and wait for it, someone's gonna purchase me a home. <laughs> Universe work. <laughs> lord oh my gosh if you guys have not realized it yet this has just been a joy to do it's exciting like you even if you don't do a podcast with your friends I hope y'all take time out to just actually like get together in the same space and just laugh and have fun because this has been what this has been what this is for all of us like an opportunity for us to see each other laugh have fun go in business with your friends like that is just amazing so I'm super excited about it we're here what is everybody drinking I'm gonna be very honest and tell y'all that I am drinking water because I have started a new fitness commitment that's taking me to increase my water by 31 ounces a day and so I can't spare, I can't spare nothing. So how many ounces are you drinking? So I'm at 124. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that a gallon? No, it's was, six was, shy of a gallon. Because a gallon is 128. 128, okay. okay. Yeah. Got it. Well, I will chime in on the water because that's what's in my tumbler as well. My My homecoming tumbler that uh had me out of commission on friday so because i want one huh who made your tumblr because i want one my niece i'll send you her info okay Aww. i'm drinking tea my kids so my okay see my mug so my kids Uh, every year at school they have this thing called square art and you can get it on any type it's like a fundraiser so they draw a picture and then they put it on whatever you choose so I have a mug for every every year from each of my kids that mm. their pictures have changed over the years it's so cute so my mug. I know I'm such a mom Asia you're like the best mom oh but I'm drinking I... a hot toddy I, that's what I'm drinking it <laughs> it's 
it's balance. It's balance. Okay. I'm drinking. I'm drinking water. And minding my business. Okay. <clears throat> I'm finishing off. Damn, why won't it do it? Gage mm-hmm. gonna have to give me some kickback on this shit. Uh, this the last of my uh, twisted sisters, Gage. We'll talk when I see you over the holidays, <laughs> friends. <laughs> because this is about the third time I don't love you, these buddy. A mess. So today, as you can see, we are all uh, over the place with what we are drinking. We hope that you are uh, taking a sip of of your favorite beverage at the time uh, whenever you listen to this. And now I want to get into a very interesting hot topic that kind of goes along with what we were talk what we will be talking about today. Oh, Tyrese. Um, Tyrese Gibson has been in the news consistently for doing the most. Uh, I, I think that's the nicest way to put it. He um, is a very interesting character, to say the least. However, <clears throat> most recently, um, he has been in the news not for anything that he did, but for um, his ex-wife, Samantha Gibson, was recently on an interview, a podcast where she was interviewed, and someone asked her about her divorce. Um, and she said that she had other people um, in her ear telling her um, that she should leave Tyrese and that if she did not have those people in her ear, she more than likely probably would not have left him um, and is open to reconciliation. So um, I wanted to, we're going to talk later about lessons that we've learned, but to the group, I wanted to first ask, can listening to the wrong people really mess you up? Absolutely. Yes. And Absolutely. was this an instance of that? Because I feel like, I feel like I don't mean no harm, I'm very honest. I don't know how Tyrese is in private, but I feel like he's done enough publicly that whoever told whoever was in her ear was probably telling her the right thing to do. I don't know. I don't know if she has realized that the dating pool is actually full of piss and poop. And sometimes the devil you know is better than the one that you do not know. And at the same time, he's done enough that I would say that the people who told her that she might need to give him the benediction had a little bit of wisdom. I'll jump out there. first. Go, I'll jump out there. So first and foremost, is this thing on? Tyrese Gibson is of no relation to my family. I just want to put that all the way out there. I don't know this man. We don't know this man. We didn't raise this man. That being said, I actually agree with her because how many times have you let somebody else get in the ship that don't belong in the ship? Like no matter what's going on at home, that's y'all business. Don't let your girlfriends talk you in or out of a good thing, bad thing, crazy thing. If you leave, that's your decision. So, I mean, I don't think she ever should have let, unless she was in danger, I don't think she ever should have let anybody 
give her any kind of advice about her relationship unless um, they were a trusted friend in a like relationship possibly and she trusted or you know was vulnerable with them but I'm just not a fan of letting people get into your ear and tell you what you're gonna do so that part. if y'all want to reconcile have at it now you seem a little off but she might be a little off they might like that they might turn her on I don't know Jocelyn, come on, let me come on down here with my Duval uh, County uh, kinfolk right here. You know my unpopular opinion. First of all, I'm not getting in it. I'm not telling you nothing. And marriage is just a whole nother ball game. And I think your perspective is more clear on it if you've been married before or are married, just the same way as your perspective if you have a child and motherhood versus, oh, I help parents, but have you had a child on your own that you've had to raise? That changes the ball game. With that being said, unless one of y'all is getting the shit beat out of you, I'm not jumping in it. The only time I get in your business is when your life is at stake. Now, at that point, That's you can right. get mad at me or whatnot, but I can't live with myself if I don't try to help or intervene if my friend is going to lose their life. But if y'all do like to swing that thing or he say crazy stuff on the internet, I'm going to laugh at you. And if you come to me, I'll be like... Yeah, he kind of special. I mean, you know, but you chose him. So I'm but starting. What we, say, what we say as black people, if you like it, I love it. If you <laughs> like it, I love it. So Jocelyn, I'm riding with you on, if you not in harm's way and he just a little special and like the crowd on Instagram, what's the butt, then you know, love, that's you. You like it, I love yeah. it. But also people will give you this advice and then turn around and do the same thing that they told you not to do. I've seen it mm -hmm. time and time again. Like you shouldn't take this. You shouldn't take that, but aren't you doing the same thing? And then they'll, they'll flip it on you. Like, well, that's just for me. Oh my God. So don't let nobody blow up your life. And then you turn around and they'll live the same life. They told you to jump. That's right. This is true. Yes. People can get you off of your off track when they offer advice or project because my mom used to say rarely are people objective it's if you it takes a lot of work individual soul work to be to be objective to take yourself out of a situation mm -hmm. and just and I, one listen because a lot of people don't do that and then to offer advice that's not connected to what you would do if you were there when nine times out of 10, you ain't doing that, right? Right. So one of the biggest lessons, and that really does get into what we wanted to talk about um, for this final season, for this final episode, the biggest lessons that we learned in our 40s. One of the biggest lessons that I had to learn and I am learning is that I can't get advice from everybody. And that's hard for me because I'm used to, I don't, I'm learning where I can and cannot go for conversation and for advice. Um, it's harder because when you layer grief and feeling like you don't have like the, the kind of maternal figures that you need when you had them, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like that. I couldn't talk to my mom or I couldn't talk to my grandma. It's like, I don't know who to like talk to now. 
But I'm learning, particularly as I'm navigating relationships and love in a different way than I've ever done before. And I really want what I'm in to make sense and work. I can't go to everybody. Um, Because sometimes I'll hear something from somebody and I've literally said in my head, that ain't got shit to do with me. And, and And I gotta sit here on this phone and pretend like I don't know that you are literally sitting here going off on my dude because you pissed at yours and you can't say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And I have learned, I've had to like literally sit there and be like, okay, so I, so you're not, you're not a safe place. (laughs) Um, But that has been one of the biggest lessons that I have learned is that you cannot go to everybody for advice. You absolutely. And before I shut up, I want to shout out this group because even though we talk about so much stuff with each other we will be quick to be like now when it comes to this you need to talk to Tawana when it comes to this you need to talk to Asia you need to talk to Josh you need to talk to Mickey like we don't sit here and and claim to be experts Mm -hmm. on everything nor do we claim to to believe that like we have the best set of answers but recognizing the strengths that we have in other people I think is one of one of the gifts that we have um in this group but that that literally has been one of the biggest things I've had to learn what about y'all and there have been times when the wisdom isn't in this group and we say hey go talk to such and such mm-hmm. Cause she ain't lying. That's facts. Just three times. It's not here. It's not here. You ain't wrong when you're right, nigga. (laughs) I cannot with her. Um, uh, Off the top of my head, because Candace was the last one talking. I think one of the things I've learned in my forties from Candace in particular is that I feel like. I was as open-minded as I can be in the family that I grew up and the region of the country that I grew up. But I'll say over the last five to six years, um, Candace has stretched me in ways um, that has made me more empathetic, has made me more aware. And even I'll challenge myself even if I don't always agree, I'll sit with it longer than I ever would have sat with things in the past. Because I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, that's that's what I believe. That's <laughs> it or no. And now it's just like, well, you can still believe it, but I'm going to open your eyes. And and now that I sit it sit with things, I think my um, I'm shifting. I'm shifting in a lot of areas and in other areas, I'm very much confirmed like, nope, (laughs) going to play right here till I'm 90. (laughs) But um, I like that because she, she, she still, you know, she respects that, that we're not going to always be on the same page with stuff. It doesn't mean that you still can't, you know what I'm saying? Learn and grow. And I, I like that. And I didn't know that in my 40s, you know, for some reason when we was young, we thought 40s, know it all, it's going to be it. So to have those type of shifts now is like, dang, what's going to happen in my 50s? Mm-hmm. Like, am, am I going to totally change? But I like where I'm at because I, I feel like um, 
it just is making me a better person, which is my goal. But it also scares me because I feel like the better I get, the closer I got to get the glo- I'm gonna get the glory. And so I got to have a little sinner in me. I, no, for real. I feel like, you know, because, you know, okay, so Candace, I'm going to go church with you. You know, they used to tell us in the Baptist church, like, when your mission is done, the Lord will call you home. Well, I'm like, well, hell, if I get this good, he going to be ready for me. So let me keep a little parableness in me so he can be like, she got work down on here. Ain't that bad? I'm sorry. No, that's exactly what I did when my therapist told me that, um, that she felt like it was time for me to um, move on. And I was like, we hadn't touched my daddy issues yet. So like, <laughs> I know exactly what it means to be like, I'm not ready. <laughs> so yes. So thanks for stretching me, evolving me, showing me things that I may not have listened from someone else, but because I trust the scholar in you, because <laughs> if you was dumb and your Lexile was below 1400, trust me, I would be like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. can y'all imagine this on text all of this in text because this is, we get this all in text fyi text and voice notes yes yes <laughs> uh my 40s for me have been asia time um i i feel like i've spent a lot of my life worrying about others and taking care of others and I, which I like doing, loving on others, supporting on others, being there for others that I've had to, I've kind of stopped doing the things I like to do. And quite frankly, forgot some of the things I like to do and um, promised that I would, and this goes back to Malika, it does. It, it made me want to live my life for more than just everyone else. Um, so, you know, I started traveling again and sitting still, telling people no. I mean, that stuff, telling people no has always been what people that I care about. You know, if I, if somebody will tell you, if you're a friend of mine, I would literally, it doesn't matter. You ask me, I'm there. If you need me, I'm there. I've driven to three over three states for 24 hours for something, or I've, you know, I go out of town a lot to, to help and support. So I had to really focus on me and, and I, my 40s have been the best time of my life such far. I mean, I've traveled all over the world. I traveled by myself. I traveled with my kids, doing fun things with my kids. You know, it's just focusing on the people that focus on me um, and all the other noise is completely on mute. I I don't even, it's, it's really me focusing on those that I know got my back. And I'll, I'll jump in, Asia, because my answer is, is going to be dead like dead on to what yours is honestly um I've said before that um the one thing that I want in life is to be happy like that's it I just want to be happy all the time like I don't want to be sad I don't want to be mad I don't want drama like I just want to be happy right um and so that's what a lot of my 40s has has been is me just wanting to be happy um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what I have been like really working on is like just being, ha- doing the things that make me happy, avoiding the things that don't make me happy if possible. Um, and again, Asia, same thing with with the loss of Malika, that put a lot of things in perspective for, for me because I had a lot of regrets 
um, because there are a lot of trips that I didn't go on with her because I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. an assistant principal. I can't keep taking all these days off. And I, mm-hmm. you know, then my coworkers are going to have to pick up my slack while I'm out and blah, blah. <clears throat> and, um, and there was a lot of regrets because I missed out a lot of, t- I missed out on a lot of time with her that I didn't know. And I, you know, not knowing that I was on limited time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, like now, even now when I've gone back, uh, to education, like I don't have, I'm setting boundaries. Like I don't have email on my phone. So if somebody, mm-hmm. they need to reach me, That's if, good. I ain't, if I ain't got my laptop out, you ain't going to reach me. Right. Like, um, mm-hmm. so I'm just, I'm really, really trying to, um, make sure I'm, I'm keeping myself in that place. Cause I have been very happy, you know, in the mm-hmm. four years of my forties, I have been very happy. And I just want to, I just want to continue that. So you went to homecoming too. And did you have a blast? I did have a blast. <laughs> I'll say that my 40s are pretty, pretty peaceful. They've been very peaceful. And I, I think being mindful of what will disrupt your peace and avoiding it, like everything doesn't require a response. Some things I just don't even respond mm-hmm. to. Or I'm like, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna do that. Not today. And I'll just keep it moving. Um, I just, it's been very peaceful and quiet and calm. And I'm, I am happiness within myself was something that I lost for a long time. And now that it's back, it's like, what the hell? Oh, it's just wonderful. So I don't know. It's, it's my forties have been great. And it's the longest time I've been single in my life. And I'm say this is the most present I've been and the most authentically Mm -hmm. myself that I've been, um, around 36 or 37 it was around the time Malika died I I really got excited about my 40s like I made a decision on what kind of life I wanted to have and what stepping into this era and this season would look like and it's so eerily close to what I would like imagine during some of the toughest times of my life um and so I've been like super happy like you said Asia peaceful you choose Mm -hmm. I mean, when you sit back and realize that you choose to engage in certain things, like you choose to engage with stress, you choose to engage with mess, mm-hmm. um, ooh, bars, you you make better decisions. Put that on a t-shirt. You right, because yeah. I was knucking and bucking and knocking niggas out in TSU Uncut in my 30s, nigga. Every other month, it was like, Burn. bitch, you can catch it. I'll see you at tailgate. I'm going to make a video for you, ho. Just so you know, I ain't forgot. Oh, Mickey was a part of the resident bullies. Oh my, I wasn't I the bullies. Had, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I actually had to leak. We talking about keeping peace and like maintaining our peace. I actually had to leave that group because it just was entirely too much for me, and it did wow. not. It did not foster like peace. <laughs> I but but I think to to I want to ask you all. Knowing this, right, um, where you are now, what would you say to the freshman version of you? Mm. Take your time. Don't sprint through this. Like, a part of me knew that that was the one block of time where I wasn't a real adult, but I was an adult. Mm Mm-hmm. So I indulged in in those moments where I knew I wasn't really stressed out. I just like the drama of being stressed out. And it went by so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say, no matter what decisions you make, 
um, it's always going to end this way. So whatever regrets or I wish I would have, you go back through in your head, your decisions were always going to lead you to where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think that's me. I think I spent so much time. So, so there was there was this one statement that um, that that crowns my years. That was like, it's just when 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 I I entertained a first a gentleman caller at TSU, and he said. It's just us in this room to the rest of the world. You're still a good girl. And I spent so much time like being preoccupied with this idea of who I'm supposed to be and who I thought the world was like supposed to see and be of me that I spent so much of those years a bit in hiding, like um, having confidence in certain parts of me and hiding other parts. Mm-hmm. And if I like, I would tell her, like, girl, like you can be you, because the sooner that you like rest in who you are, the happier and freer you will ever be, and none of us know what we want to be when we grow up. So like, if you don't have it figured out, like, it's okay. I used to to, like walk that hill to hell and be like, hell hall for people who don't know. Um, But I used to, not the hill to the hell. (laughs) (laughs) I used to walk the hill up to hell hall and just look sometimes and be like, everybody knows what they want to do with me. And I'm just, I had like five majors to the point that my I mama called me and she said, if you change your major one more time, you coming home. And I was just like, mm-hmm. well, I guess that ends my pre-med days, but um, because I was pre-med one time. <laughs> but like, I used to be so scared that everybody figured it out but me. Nobody has it figured out. Nobody, Nobody. Has it out. and Nobody. you're not supposed to. No, you're not like the 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 stress I put on myself at twenty, and at twenty one. Now that I am, I'm about to be forty two. Like, I don't even try to put that much stress on myself at forty one, and I was like way down with it at twenty one. Like that is. I don't ever, I, I wish I could tell, I, I would tell her that. And I, and I try to sing it to my cousins um, who, especially I got a younger cousin that's about to start college, um, that she's such a good kid in high school. She's such a, a scholar in high school and she wants to make all of us proud. And I don't want her to carry that burden and that guilt because I know what it was like to carry that. And I, I do not want her to do that at all because I don't want her to I don't want her to wake up at 40 and be like oh yeah I'm happy I want to be like I want her to always I want her to as quickly as she can rest in the authenticity of who she is like I I want her to get where I am I want her to get there earlier so that she can she can always be there and she can always stay there 
think I would tell my freshman, I guess, or younger self in college, I wasted a lot of money flexing. I mean, like we ate out a lot. <laughs> like not only that, like buying Louis bags. I had ten cars by the time I was thirty. <laughs> two years old Candace wow. Twana is laughing because she knows <laughs> I would get a car every year and then my mom at one point was like Mickey I was like no because it's older you know and I need something she's like you got it last year and my mom's like I'm not stupid all you're doing is just adding what you owe oh, that car to the next car and that was a cycle I was calling I just if I go back and count the money, it makes my stomach hurt a little bit. Had I taken that money and invested. And I say that because I'm very good with money and I'm conscious of what I spent, but not in my twenties because, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what TSU is like now, but the nineties and early 2000, it was like, it's you on the pocket. We yes. You're going to refund checks. Us hitting. I'm, right. I'm flexing. Like it, it was just like, who am I flexing for? We all broke. We are mm -hmm. college students. And now I look back and I was like, you stupid. And like, you was the queen of stupid. Like, but none of us was smart enough to realize that. So they egging it all like, oh, what new car you got there? I see that Louis bag. And I'm like, I have blown every cent that I've had for my <laughs> refund. And I work at night, the midnight shift at UPS, loading boxes to continue to buy stuff. Oh, it was stupid. Now, most people say, well, you grew out of it. Yes, but I see a whole decade of wasted money. So I would tell myself, be broke, eat in the bottom of Rudolph every day, stay on campus the entire time, and enjoy being poor, sharing noodles, and not flexing. I should have wrote no, You would have never been my roommate. You would have never been my roommate. Then. You're right. So that's why I never truly like to shift things because you're right. I wouldn't have, I we would have never been roommates. We never would have been like family. So you know what? I won't redo it, but I, I probably would be like, okay, Thank me and Asia did didn't. choose a cheap place to live. I'll say that because we live in a hard place and it's, mm, we probably could have got Jack. Oh yeah. Oh, we was in Knob <laughs> Hill, baby. Like, <laughs> We but yeah. we were, we still thought we was doing wow. it. Cause where y'all say was bougie, bougie. Oh no, no, no. We was no. we was real. We was gully. But me and me and Asia thought we do it because we both driving Hondas. So we was, <laughs> we was popping. We, was we, was we drove Hondas and we live off campus, boy. <laughs> oh my god! I know it was terrible. Sad, sad case. You know what I do wish I would have done for real, for real. Purchase property during that last of the Clinton era in Nashville, Tennessee. Girl. They were giving away houses to substitute teachers. Yeah. Like. When I think about. Play Monopoly. When I think about if there's one place that I wish that I had property, it is in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So now my stomach hurts again because Tawana's looking had at me. properties. I've had three properties yes. in Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> and sold one in 2018 that had I held on to it now has tripled in my stomach hurt. Let me get off this call. <laughs> she <Dang>. left. <laughs> Who done got up and walked away? I cannot. <laughs> oh my God. Here's the thing. I think that's the beauty of the beauty of 40. And I think I think what you were talking about, about like, ooh, I wonder what 50 is gonna bring. Like, 
I, I think about like, and I pray that I, I, I really do. I pray that I see it. I pray that I see decades beyond now. Cause I do know that that's a, that's not promised. And that is when you get to see him, it's truly a gift, but mm-hmm. like, I want to be able to recognize how I made some mistakes in at 20 feeling like in certain ways I was supposed to do some of that dumb stuff. Like, yeah, our stomachs can Absolutely. hurt. Our stomachs can hurt and we can be like, ooh, I smell. But I'm like, at what other time in your life are you going to be able to just buy Louis bags like that and like, you be know, able to bounce back? And then, like, because I buy stuff now and I'm like, whew, the only reason why I'm buying this is because I don't have no kid. Like, there, like, there's, like, there's this reality that, like, when, when you are at a certain season of your life, there are certain mistakes quote unquote, and I put those, I put those in air quotes. There are certain things that you can do that you can't do. Like if you, if you were buying a car every year now and doing all of that now, I would hope that you got the friends and the relationships that would be like, hell for case in point, I paid my car off. I want a new car. Right before we started recording, <laughs> these heifers told me that is crazy. I don't need another car because I just paid this one off in 2021. That's true, but I want a new car. Does it make sense for me to buy one? Absolutely not. Where we have said that in our 20s, no, we would have all been at the dealership making sure that all I got out. a new car. But, <laughs> but, but you don't do that kind of stuff now. Like, it, I like there's certain things that I don't know like I was showing that I was asking my homegirl what are the like what are the things that are excusable for us now that like 10 15 20 years from now we're gonna be like girl what the hell like you know and I told her I was like I think like the the ways that we are prioritizing ourselves when it and I know you're gonna laugh, Mickey, but when it comes to homecoming, when it comes to like girls trips and 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 enjoying a good edible or two, like the ways that like we we are prioritizing just fun now, I think that's what we do now in a way that. I don't necessarily know if I'm be 60 and taking an edible. I might not want to be that girl, right? But like, I can be her now. Um, your child will be a teenager. You'll be doing more than edibles, okay? FYI. <laughs> you might go to that hair on at that point. <laughs> if you watch the previous episode, you'll get it. <laughs> girl oh my, God. my mom, no, it's not my home girl it's one of my mama's home girl she had her baby like late 40s and i will never forget she came to my mama's house and she said i am two days away from trying crack because this <laughs> is a lot and i remember walking past and was like what is she talking about but she did it she said she was two days away from oh me crack. so, so, so maybe Maybe there will be some things that I might try. Lord, Lord, Lord. Uh, 20 years from now. 
15 years from now, almost 60. I wonder, I mean, I wonder what that will look like. I, I think I got an idea of one thing that's definitely, so I feel like 20 years from now, I'm definitely in that, that tail end of my career, right? I'm starting to close it out. I'm, I'm about to go into retirement if I don't take an early retirement, but definitely headed I down that. You doing that? Probably not. Okay. So I'm in the last couple of years <laughs> of, of my career. Definitely in my mid sixties, I'm out the game. Um, I think for me, I've already started to think about the things that I want to leave my nieces and how, you know, that it's kind of playing now if something happens, but I think really then it'll, it'll be like, okay, let's see what I did good in the last 20 years that I can shift to them even more. Um, or, you know, if they have me some babies, cause that oldest one wants baby, she, babies with an s and we've talked about you can't have that odd number two not three and she better listen because i will hurt her feelings by taking two and the other one stay with her and she's gonna try to call me out but i told you this when you was young two not three that's that's all tt can do oh my god so with that then that means planning for that other generation of babies that will be mine mm. um so i think that's where my mind's gonna be oh and also just kicking it because we are gonna be cool so at that point when we retire it's really like hey i know we on fixed income so we going to miami to sip some my time i'll be in the bahamas so y'all can come hang with me in the bahamas i'll, I'll be in the bahamas but don't forget shady pines atlanta we all planned Shady Pines Atlanta to make so, sure that our kids wouldn't have to spend their years taking care of us. We'll this is true. I'm going to be on the farm. Tanya. Here. Tanya and a gay chick. The Friends Campus is still in play. Jocelyn added the Shady Pines. And we can put those in conjunction as well as Asia's Bahamas and Candace's little fort that she going to have down. All of these things can become reality. I have to say that because Tanya will watch this shit and be like, bitch, what about the Friends Campus? You're right. <laughs> We've been talking about the Friends Campus for a very, very long time. But all you have to do is be a TSU alum to go to the Friends Campus. And guess what? Everybody on this call is a TSU alum. We are. We all get cards. Oh, my Friends God. Friends Campus cards. 20 years, we got to, I'm going to tell you. So 20 years from now, from this date, we're going to, whatever iteration of podcasting it is, <laughs> we're going to do holograms. A hologram on Mars. We're gonna do uh this episode um uh, as a follow up, but I will I will say this as we kind of like in this segment. I wait before before you close us out, Candace. Let me let me just say the two things that I have not been feeling about the forties, and then we can we can close out. Oh yes, tell me these dead on glasses. Well, I had these these dead on glasses. Ooh. I've had perfect vision my entire life. <laughs> I cannot stand like, Mickey. <laughs> like she is. I I'm not even gonna repeat what she. We put cannot the group have group chat her. on the on Just the. No, I hate her. I'm so bad. <laughs> just imagine what could have come out of Mickey's thumbs. How about that? Just just imagine. <laughs> oh, I hate her so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no but number two is close mickey number two is close number two is this 44 year old bladder and how i go from not having to pee to immediately you better get to the toilet right there right now. now or you about to pee on yourself i i don't yeah. i 
Okay, so I thought that was just me. I don't like it. No, you better, you better do the pelvic floor pause, exercises. Pause, pelvic floor and Kegels. Pause. Yep. Asia and Twan are different because them babies don't came out of there. Candace, now you know why that bladder might be acting up. For me, I'm going to do a little bit of self-disclosure. I've been living for the Lord. We know what that means. Take it for what it is. But you know what? I got a bladder infection from holding my pee. You know, when you teach, I was like, and the first thing I said to my doctor, because I'm real open, I ain't been doing nothing. And then I went like this. You done messed up your um your sound went out. Press the button by accident. Press the button. Okay, where did where did okay. I stop from? <laughs> <laughs> After that. So I told my doctor that. She said, What do you do for a profession? I said, teach. She said, So how often you go to the restroom? I said, Well, I get to school by 6 30 and I usually go to the restroom about three. She said, No, you can't. No, ma'am. I know. Tawana know though. Sometimes you just don't have if your classes are back to back and, and no one can come to cover, you just you do that. But in doing that, it caused the bladder infection. And I was just like, you know, young, younger, look, freshman self, no, the bladder infection came when you didn't get up from that uh, love-making session to go, go take a tinkle. And right. But let me tell all you 40-somethings, if you hold your pee too long, you too can develop that as well. Who knew? Hmm. Thank you for letting me know because I've been holding my pee in the afternoon for like Don't three do hours it. for carpool. I'm about to I die say, when I, I get in the house. Do you hear me? Yeah, I hold mine all the time. Not good. But Tawana, to your point, I I think 40s, the one thing I don't like about 40s has been all of the health ailments. Like I wake up, I feel like I used to laugh at my grandma and my granddad ma'am and how like they had to kick start their leg. Like I wake <laughs> up. up. I got I got a hop when I wake up. I done went and I had to buy a humidifier because my room get a little stuffy. And I'm just like, what? What in the world? I'm taking naps. I like I I'm I'm getting older, mm-hmm. and it that is for as much as like wow, I'm grown. I got my like I got my peace. I got all of this. I'm getting older and I like today even when we were talking at the gym because I didn't know that Taylor Swift was 33 and so my trainer was like yeah she's 33 and I was like oh dang I was like well shoot that kind of makes sense because I'm gonna be 42 this year and he was like damn you you 42 and I was like well I mean because then I got a little feeling don't do that but my mama said it's a more permanent alternative to getting old and he was like, that is true. But in my head, I'm like, damn, I am trying to like, I'm getting ready to be 42. Like, I think that that is, and then he made the comment. He was like, yeah, half our life gone. And mm-hmm. no, gone. not, I ain't there yet. I ain't, That's true. I, I ain't at the midpoint hey. yet. I'm paying attention on both sides of my families. And by the mid eighties, that's when they going out. So if we're already hitting that almost Mid yeah, we, but we take better care of ourselves than no. Than these our... were some healthy jokers that mm-hmm. went out. They not Actually, going my parents are healthy. My grandparents and her siblings, except her older sister, who actually lifted weights and lived to be ninety nine. All of them died in their nineties. I I will say like that has been the biggest thing for me is like adjusting to the fact that I'm getting older and like mm-hmm. things are not as perky as they used to be things are drooping things are like 
<laughs> I gotta go to the doctor and get certain counts and certain like, and it just is like I could drive four hours and turn around and drive that back the same day. I drive four hours now. I'm taking a nap, mm-hmm. and y'all gonna have to wake me up, and I might get back on the road tomorrow. Um, I'm just. I think that's. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Is just adjusting to the fact that like I am getting older. I would say my big two. Um, I used to remember everything. I didn't have to write anything down. And mm-hmm. getting to the point where I don't remember everything never bothers me. Like not being able to recall something like off the top of my head definitely That's bothering me, Joss. I know because I was everybody's encyclopedia. Like, oh, you what? don't remember in 1999? When, on February 24th when Cash Money took over like I knew all the details right <laughs> it bothers me that I have to write things down now um, another thing that none of you have said but I know y'all have felt it who gets hot like I've 2 o'clock been, in the morning I've been morning, since I was 35 so this is you not gotta move that thing. leg from under the cover cause you gotta regulate your, your body temperature <laughs> night sweats not both legs flames. then you gonna get cold just right, right, <laughs> and I messed up because I'm like my grandma, and my house got to be 75 degrees. So I'm like, I can't wait till October first because my house, my house currently right now is 75 degrees, and I'm so happy. Mm-mm. That's too hot. No, man, my house is like 68. Who knows? Yeah, get a blanket and some some socks. Socks. I have a hoodie on all day. No, I, I need I need my, my I need my house temperature because I don't wear pants in my house, so I need my temperature to be to be oh. conducive to me not having no clothes. <laughs> Jocelyn, Candace's house is moist. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. It's it is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it is just not yeah. so much. I can't stand you. I hate her so bad. It so makes bad. no sense how much I can't stand you. And I hope that y'all have literally enjoyed a peek into our world <laughs> with the foolish one right there. Because be very clear, oh she didn't turn anything on to do this podcast. Nothing. <laughs> this is literally live. Who she is. <laughs> this is literally who she is. And I, for one, can't wait to see how much more crazy she gets in these 40s. I can't wait to see what all we do in these 40s. And as I wrap up, I will say this. If you've never just taken the inventory of just, like, lessons or gratitude, take a pause, take a moment. All of us. So this whole this whole season has really been about growth. The theme for the season has been about the theme for the season was growth and um and our and journeys, whether they were collective or individual journeys. And so um and and if you listen, all of us have had taken a pause at some point to just like reassess and decide what it's gonna look like for us moving forward. So if you've not done that, like, for yourself, we encourage you to do that, Um, to just take a moment and pause and decide 
who you want to be going forward and don't be afraid to become that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm proud of all of us because we've done that. I'm really, really proud of all of us because we've done that. Um, our last segment of this season, we gonna hear from Asia. She gonna tell us what's eating her, what's eating you, girl. So, um, if you are privileged enough to follow me on my um personal Instagram page, then you are aware of what I am about to talk about. Um. So I feel that there is a death in customer. Customer service no longer exists, okay? Um, People don't, people work for money and not work for the job or what they can give to the job or get from the job in this day and age. So, um, you know, I'm an HR, I hire people and some of the answers I get when I'm talking to candidates and I've hired for, you know, customer service calls, I've hired for everything. And I'm like, some of the answers I'm like, these are the people that are doing the jobs that like, seriously. So what is eating me? I got a flat tire. Okay. On a Sunday morning. And I was like, shit. Okay. My tires are insured. I have a new car. Tires are insured. They just have to change the tire and give me my car back. Um, Monday morning, I called to get the um, car towed to my dealership. They didn't want to tell it to the dealership that I bought my car from because it was two miles over the 17 miles that they allot for, which is dumb. We're going to go there. So they told it to the dealership closest to my house, one that I would never buy a car from in the first place. Okay, I go a little bit further to purchase my cars for a reason because I know the standard of service that I will get a little bit further north. Okay, Take from that what you want. Okay, so the person who comes to get my car, high as a kite, Drives my car on a flat tire down my driveway onto the flatbed truck. Okay, that's this part of the beginning. They call me about my tire. I say, hey, look, I got insurance. Um, if you need to contact XYZ dealership, get some information because they want to tell me that my insurance um, was attached to my dealership and not my car. That don't make sense to nobody. Does that make sense to you? Because that don't make sense to me. I bought it through VW. So, okay. Needless to say, they had my car from Monday at 1 p.m. until Friday at 10.30 a.m. for one tire. One. What? They didn't touch. My car sends me an alert when my car door is open. When somebody sits in my car, I get a text or an alert, whatever. And they didn't touch my car until Tuesday at 12.30. Didn't touch it again until Thursday. Wow. I missed homecoming. I was actually excited to go to homecoming for 48 hours. I actually really was this year. <laughs> missed homecoming because I didn't have a car. Um, you could have been I, in the alumni morning choir. I know because they was they was shoop, shoop, shooping on the <laughs> on the live. Um, but when I tell you I turned into Rochelle Marie Calendar and I talked to corporate three times. Since then, I have talked to, I have done talk to everybody. They didn't call me. I didn't send emails. There's a whole case. The person, my service advisor, I said, you do understand that your job is to service a customer. Like, 
he had no interest in being helpful. And when your job literally is to be helpful, you couldn't say, I'm going to be off tomorrow. So here's your point of contact. Nope, not at all. Why is no one calling me to tell me what's going on with my car? I'm calling you all. That is, I, I don't have time to be doing that shit. You all have no sense of urgency. I didn't have a car for four days. What if I didn't have a second car? I'm just stuck. You didn't even give me a loaner option. Nothing. So, uh, people with children, um, please teach them empathy and consideration and patience and communication um, because that will come in handy no matter what job that they do, but at least teach them to take pride in the things that they decide to do, um, the commitment to it, because these people in these jobs are, they don't, and and it's not all, well, it is, a, I mean, I, I will say it is most jobs, um, but when you are in a customer facing job, I need you to give a fuck, okay? And right. It's very simple. I just need you to give a fuck. You cannot give a fuck as soon as you clock out, okay? <laughs> exactly. Just well, smile. you can right there in your head. All when day long. What I need to say, but what come out your mouth and your actions need to tell me that you gave a damn. Like, seriously. Mm -hmm. So, that was what's eating me. It's still eating me. And this was two weeks ago. But here's the thing. That is also how you know you're older. Because you care about shit. Like, that's why I was like, I'm sending it to my mother. I do not like this. <laughs> I'm talking to, I said, you done fucked with the wrong one. You not know who I know? You're in the wrong city for this, sir. Listen. You finna lose your job. You finna lose your job. When cold, I knew I had turned into a Deborah Louise bimbo when I was at the Coles and Conyers and they did not honor um, my Coles cash. And uh, you know, I, I said, wait a minute. This does not say that it has expired. So I need you to honor my cost cash. And when they did not honor my cost cash and I wrote a letter to corporate, I said, okay, I have officially become my mama. You have yes. a mama. I, I have enough cost cash. It's going to be a very Merry Christmas for Mark and Reggie because they getting all the shit from <laughs> Lord, we become our mother. <laughs> Yep. We yep. Yep. Mothers in some very interesting ways. Mm -hmm. Ladies, we did it. We'll throw some glitter. Yay. I know. Mm -hmm. Where's the confetti? Where's the we glitter? I don't know. No, we thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for rocking with us for these eight episodes. Thank y'all so much for all your feedback, all your comments for for supporting but when we see y'all somewhere randomly and y'all tell us that y'all that y'all listening you watch and that who you like and all of that thank you guys so much this is a dream country for all of us um and we cannot wait to see you guys next season yes we're gonna have some new things we have some new ideas some new things that we're gonna be doing but you know one thing we're gonna do better is make sure we get these drinks up <laughs> Right. Yes. I don't even care what we do better. I'm just gonna have a whole lace front on y'all. Y'all probably ain't gonna even know the, who the hell I am. <laughs> this fool, shut up, Mickey. Shut up. <laughs> and here's the thing: 
even though we we are we are taking a hiatus from the podcast and the season finale of the podcast, you can catch all of us on social media. Make sure you follow Drink and Tell. You can follow our own individual accounts. Um, personally, she where um, Tawana is the dopest uh, hey, hey, uh, supplier hey. of um, apparel for dope black girls. Please go support. Um, yeah. We are we are so so grateful for all that you. Um, now you you're not gonna get in on Mickey's because that's what she just. It's private. So I do have, but I do have a food a foodie. Asia eats it all. You can follow Asia that. Eats it all, yeah. So you can you can follow her. Um, her Asia eats it all. But thank you guys so much. What you got to say, Mickey? Something about me eating it all, probably. That she knows me so well. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> goodbye. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>